Hey everyone, welcome to episode number eight of the Empower Good Podcast. I'm super stoked to have Tisla Suram, a good friend of mine from high school, way, way, way back in the day. And uh, it's it's gonna be, it, this episode is gonna be really fun because number one, she shares her why. She shares the details of her health journey and how she was really sick at one point, but how her discovery about healthy eating and living actually turned into a passion of hers about sharing what she's been learning. And that's where we get into the really cool practical tips um, on how she does her blog. She has a health blog that she distributes to tons of people all over the place. And this episode is going to be awesome. You're not going to want to miss it. And without further ado, here it is. What's up, Tisla? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be on your show. Yeah, I know. That sounded so formal. Tisla and I, know. I have actually known each other since like 2005 or six or something like that. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, it's been a while. We went to high school together. <laughs> and what's funny is that you, you married one of my uh, friends from Norway. I used to live in Norway. And uh, yeah. he's somebody that I know since like, I don't know, 95 or 96 or something like that, you know? Wow. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I lived in Norway for like ten years when I was younger. So, yeah, it's funny because we were watching home videos a week or so ago, and you were over here at Joachim's birthday party. We're probably like four. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Are you kidding me? We'll have to record that to show it to you. Yeah, Yeah, take a picture and send it. That's so awesome. But I'm excited. I'm excited to reconnect. I know. uh, Did I meet you in Norway when I was there? Like for for like a? Did I miss? I think I saw. Yeah, the first summer. Yeah, the first time I came to Norway, I think you. But you no, are talking about this last more. May. This last May. Oh, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I saw you once. I think. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It was brief. It was brief. <laughs> so much that it's hard to remember, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I'm really excited not only to reconnect, but also to ask you some questions because you're a blogger, yeah. and I've had YouTubers and I've had uh, podcasters on the show, but I'm really excited to have a uh, a blogger on the show. And uh, I'm passionate about health and so are you. So this is going to be really fun. So just to kind of start off before I ask you a little bit background story of the, uh, the blog and stuff, just give us a little bit of background Mm -hmm. of who you are. Obviously we know where you live now, but you know, just a little bit like that. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm, you know, from the States, went to school over there (laughs) and um, yeah, I moved to Norway and uh, I was never actually really interested in health. Um, you know, being like raised in an environment where there's a lot of, you know, vegans and um, people interested in health, I was never interested in that. And so my mom would always try to get me to eat salad and I would like cover it with cheese, you know, and like cover it with dressing something to like, you know, take, uh, take away the flavor of the salad. And I was just like, oh, and so then like um, several years ago, actually, it was around the time that we got married, my health just like started falling all apart. And um so I still was not too interested in health. I thought, I've always been healthy. This is going to straighten out. And so I just kept, you know, doing what I was doing, and it wasn't really straightening out. And so, um, yeah, finally, I tried a bunch of different things. And, um, yeah, that kind of just led me into health. And now I have a big passion for health. I have a passion for sharing that with other people. You know, health can be very exciting. It doesn't need to be boring. Just because you're vegan or you're interested in health doesn't mean that you have to get rid of, you know, everything that tastes good or you have to be a boring person. Um, you can be full of life. You can eat everything that tastes amazing and, you know, it's great. So now I, I love that and I'm excited to share that with other people. That's really, really cool. And um, yeah. 
you know, I was thinking about what you said there about, you know, vegan, it doesn't have to be boring. I know that I actually grew up uh, vegan or vegetarian myself. And by the way, for those listening, I had a doctor on here a couple of shows ago, and he was talking about the importance of being healthy as well. And so this show is yeah. not about making everybody vegan, just FYI no. for the listeners. Um, but no. I just, uh, a lot of people, you know, anyways, you guys can do whatever you want, but we're just providing information that yes. that's very attractive because it is a, a wise idea. Yeah. And, and by the way, yeah. being vegan is not always the answer because you can be an unhealthy. No. That's awesome that you said that because that is totally true. Vegan basically is just um, people who are interested in veganism usually are people who are interested in you know, animal rights and different things. People who are interested in plant-based diet usually is uh, people or usually are people that are interested in you know health. So I tend to say that I'm a plant-based vegan because I'm interested in both. But um, yeah, you can be healthy in many different ways. Don't have to necessarily be a vegan or a plant-based vegan. So yeah, so that's interesting. That's awesome. How do you how do you make your recipes uh, or, you know, how do you make it more exciting? Because I didn't always like it either. And I looked at yeah. your pictures online, which your website is healthistrulywealth.com. Health health like your pictures yes. are super awesome. Your Instagram is loaded with succulent looking, uh, you know, recipes and stuff. Like what, yes. do you, what do you do to make, uh, you know, it not boring? Because people think like, do you eat grass or what, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's totally true. You know, before um, I was always raised vegetarian. Um, so veganism is a kind of, I mean, yeah, I was exposed to vegans, you know, earlier in life, but being an actual hardcore vegan is relatively new for me. And so I remember when I was going to school and stuff, um, people find out you're vegetarian. What do you eat? You just must, you must just eat, you know, lettuce every single day. And I'm like, do I look like I eat lettuce every single day? And they're like, oh my goodness. Um, but no, like, you know, the things that people like in food, they're salty, you know, flavorful. They're, you know, with um, fat. That's the big thing. If you cut out all fat and all seasoning and everything, you suddenly have boring food. So making sure, you know, that you have all those different food groups in the food that you make, along with a lot of color. And they're really good. And there's actually a, a raw um, chocolate cheesecake recipe that I make. And I give it to people. And I specifically have given it to people who are not interested in health whatsoever. And they eat it and they're like, oh, this is so good. And I'm like, you can eat that for breakfast because it's totally healthy. And they're like, what? <laughs> wow. And so, yeah. So it's awesome. You can make healthy food taste actually really amazing. It's just learning. It's a little bit of a different process than, you know, using dairy or, or sugar or different things like that. So as long as you get, you know, um, the secrets kind of figured out, then you can make most anything taste really great. Yeah, I agree. You know, I was, I was thinking about this uh, a while back with some friends and people always say like, oh, no, it's so hard. It's impossible, whatever. And I really was comparing, you know, becoming healthy. So whatever the listeners health goals are, and if that's being a vegetarian or a vegan or just, you know, losing weight or whatever, like when you're trying to switch yeah. to a new diet, not a diet, I hate using that word diet, but when you try to switch to a new lifestyle when it comes to your eating, yeah, you know, people say, oh, it's impossible. It's so hard, whatever. It's more expensive. Um, I think of it like if you're just going to try to switch to like, let's cook Chinese food for the next month or let's cook Hispanic food for the next month or Italian only. Um, if yeah. you've never shopped for Italian food or, or Asian food before, like it's, it's really hard because you don't know what sections or what all the different products mean, et cetera. So once you kind of learn yeah. the aisles, learn where things are, what, you know, it's yeah. more of an easy switch. Huh? It's just, it's just like learn how to ride a yeah. bike. You gotta, you gotta get it familiar, huh? One thing at a time. Yeah, and I like to tell people too, like, um, you know, whether you're interested in being um, even a non-vegetarian, even if you're more interested in, you know, just adding more healthful things to your diet, or if you're interested in being vegetarian or vegan or raw or whatever it is you're deciding to do, 
um, instead of just jumping into the whole thing all at once and deciding you're going to make this huge life change tomorrow, just start with like one thing at a time, figure out what you're going to have for breakfast. That's going to be a good thing you can incorporate into your day. And then once you get that mastered, something that you and your family like, then move on to something else until, you know, at the end of the day, you've got a whole bunch of different options figured out and you like them and it doesn't feel so overwhelming because if you just change everything all at once, it seems overwhelming and you want to give up and everyone likes food. We're meant to like what we eat. And so, um, yeah, if you change that too fast, it can be too overwhelming and then you'll likely give up. So just take one step at a time and um, do the best that you can, you know, with what you have in front of you. I think that's so awesome. Is that, is that, you know, you, you say that in a way that it makes it seem as like that's what you had to do because it wasn't easy for you. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I did. Except for, um, yeah, I did that to begin with. And then at some point I decided, you know, I was getting better, but I was ready for quicker results. And so I just decided overnight I was going to be a raw vegan. And for about five months, I ate completely raw and it helped so much. It was amazing. Um, so in that sense, I can see where that would be a real challenge because it was really challenging. You know, sometimes I would sit here and be like, what am I going to eat? So I ate an apple and then I had a salad. This <laughs> is kind of like, this is not very sustainable. And so I can understand in that sense that it's like, it can be a little overwhelming to just, you know, change everything all at once. Because like you said, you know, you have no idea what to make or where to start. And yeah, so I don't recommend doing that unless for some reason, you know, you seem you can, or you feel that you can take that on. But usually doing one thing at a time usually is, um, I think that's the wisest. And I think that you can find something that you like that way. I think that's a good strategy for life in general. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> you know, before we get into more of the details of your actual blog and, and whatnot on what you do, I wanted to, um, I ask everyone this question and that's kind of like the, the, the why story, you know, I mean, people communicate and are passionate about a topic and you kind of alluded to it a little bit. If you don't mind, yeah. uh, going a little deeper into the why, you know, like, Cause you could have started about like sewing or about like, you know, gardening or, you know, home remodeling, right. You know, you could have started a channel or a blog about anything. Um, yeah. If you don't mind going a little bit deeper into the why kind of like, what's that chip on your shoulder? Like, yeah, well, I mean, like you said, I could have started anything and I actually love doing lots of different things. And, um, but the thing about health, I think that is, um, really something for me is that it's like, you know, people uh, are struggling. There's a lot of people that struggle with a lot of different things. And um, people from a younger age now all the time are getting sick. They have major health problems. And it's like, you know, I looked at myself, I have a whole life yet to live and I was super sick. And it's like, am I going to just um, continue this way? And I know other people my age that are also very sick. Doctors don't have the answers, you know, according to them, there's nothing that can be done. And they're sad and they're depressed about it. And it's just sort of like, you know, I think that um, there's things in nature that are there that can provide us with, you know, the healing remedies. And I think that if we just take on to those and start feeding ourselves with nutrients and detoxing and all these different things that, um, you know, our bodies, they're meant to heal. They're not meant to be sick. And so I look at people around me and even now when I see people, you know, that are sick, I'm just like, oh, I want so bad to just like tell them what I think they should do. But, you know, you can't do that either. And so I've decided to just try to be the living example that I can be. And then maybe people will at some point see what I have been through and then see how I am looking and how I feel and everything and maybe want to know what it is that I'm doing. Because I do think that most anyone, you know, I'm sure there's exceptions to that rule, but I think most anyone can um, at least heal or recover to some degree some of the health issues that they have and having full vitality and full life back is just um, 
you know, there's nothing you can't, there's no price tag on that. Like you can't buy health, you can only acquire it. So um, yeah, to me, that's just like really exciting. And that's just something that I just want to share with other people. That's really, really inspiring. And, yeah. um, you know, no, you know, having a why story behind is, you know, something that is really important because, you know, yeah. you know, you can't share what you don't know. And especially if something's dear yeah. to you, like some people that had near death experience or some, some people, you know, had something, you know, like some crazy story happened to them and that's kind of their motivation. And so, you know, thanks for sharing on that, you know, yeah. let's, let's move in a little bit more on the practical side. You know, once okay. you, you know, once you realized that you wanted to start sharing, cause you realized you can't just be like, Hey, yo, like you need to be healthy. I can see that you're unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, no, that yeah. let's let's go on a practical thing like let's what what can you do though like before we get into the tech what can you do interpersonally to influence people you know you said be the living example um yeah. when it comes to anything not just health but you know anything what can you do to influence other people interpersonally like what's it like what do you tell people sometimes like what's a good line i don't know <laughs> well i kind of like um yeah just on the health aspect i kind of usually um well, I have to say before I had started um, getting sick and been through everything I had been through and now getting well again, um, I didn't have, obviously I had sympathy for people who were sick, but you can't have full sympathy for someone who's in that position without actually understanding where they're at and how they feel and what it must be like to go through that every single day. And so now when I see people who are sick, you know, I really feel bad for them. And so I think instead of going to them and just, you know, telling them what they should do or whatever, I tend to just like feel really bad. And I try to just, you know, tell them I'm so sorry, you know, if there's anything I can do and try to just show them real sympathy. And I think, you know, um, expressing your care for someone else is something that is really lacking in today's society. Um, showing a real interest in somebody else, like a genuine interest. And that can be about anything. It can be about health. It can be about, you know, whatever issues other people are going through. And I think people really appreciate that a lot. And so, um, yeah, to me, I think that's one really good way to be a good example and to kind of make a difference without, you know, coming right out and saying something. An example often is, is the best. That's great. How did yeah. you discover that you wanted to write and, uh, you, know, do, you know, do that instead of, let's say, you know, vlogging or podcasting or whatnot? Like, how, you know, how did you take your idea, your, your inspiration, your story and say, you know what, I'm going to go online and I'm going to post? <laughs> well, it's funny because I actually never considered myself a very good writer. Um, but then as I started writing different things, um, like on Facebook, <laughs> people were like, man, you wrote that so well. And I'm like, really? And they were like, yeah. And so I would go back and read what I wrote and I thought, well, that wasn't too bad, I guess. And so, um, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that combined with, you know, people would, um, see the different stuff that I would make or, you know, send with my husband to work and they'd be like, what is that? I want the recipe. And so I kind of just like eventually thought I should just write all this stuff down because people are asking me for my recipes all the time. It, and it so kind, of, just, it kind of happened organically, no pun intended. Kind of did. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how it happened. And so I thought, um, yeah, so I thought I should just do that. And then as I've done that, people have really appreciated that. And, and um, I'm actually going to start blogging here not too long. We're working on building a house and getting that finished and moving to the country. So I'm going to, I thought I would, you know, do everything that um, entails that with gardening and healthful living and exercise and cooking and all that other stuff. So that'll probably come later this year, but so far it's just blogging. So I'm having a good time with that. That's awesome. How long have you been doing it? Um, I think I opened, I think I 
started my blog like a year ago or something, but it's taken a little time, you know, to figure out how to do it and um, what to do and how to do all the pictures and everything. So um, yeah, I'd say on a better level, it's been half a year or so, maybe a little longer, but yeah. That's awesome. When you, when you actually started writing, I mean, how did you like actually physically start? I mean, cause I, when I started my podcast, I had to research like, yeah. you know, what's, what's yeah. a media host, like what microphone to use, like, yeah. you know, how, how yeah. did you do it? Well, I did have to do a little bit of research. And, um, another thing that I did though, was I had several people that I was following, you know, like on Instagram and YouTube and stuff and kind of just seeing like, um, the angle, you know, and how they presented things and how they did things. And I thought oh, that was really good. And so, um, and then to be honest, I just sat down and started writing. <laughs> it just kind of, it kind of like, I don't know, just worked out. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Just do, you, do, you, do you do only recipes or do you do like, you know, actual blogs on, um, you know, healthful living and stuff like that, non recipe and stuff? Yeah, I do. I do have some of those on my blog, but I don't do a whole lot of them. I'm kind of wanting to save those for my vlogs. So, um, yeah. So I have a few on there, a few different like health tips and um, different like I have laundry soap recipe and different kinds of things like that. So, yeah. So, so in the uh, media communication world, there's this term being thrown around, uh, document versus create. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's just this concept or, yeah, it'll make sense. Basically, yeah. you know, we, we've lived in, we've been living in the, you know, Instagram, you know, perfect picture age and stuff like that. And I, I yeah. think I, your, your, your pictures are absolutely awesome. You know, it looks very professional. I look on your website, you have a little pop-up, you know, sign up for the email. Yeah. I think that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, how do you, how do you do it all? Like, is it a lot of work and you know, like do you, is it all kind of set up? Like, how did you learn how to do all that? I mean, that like, were yeah. you a photographer, you know, and then on the other side is just documentation is kind of more like, that's what the vlogging thing is going to be in the future, you know? Cause for me, yeah. like it takes, it takes a lot of effort to do what I do, but it's more of just kind of like on Instagram, I just kind of just share what I learned that day. It's not as like edited. Yeah. Uh, what's your yeah. thoughts on like, how much should you edit? You know, you know, some people say, I, I don't want to start something until it's like completely beautiful, perfect, no errors. Like what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, well, from what I have learned <clears throat> when it comes to like opening a blog or something like that, like you usually should have, you know, several posts. It should look somewhat put together before you present it to everyone. Um, that was one mistake I made. <laughs> I learned that afterwards. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the stuff that I have learned, <clears throat> you know, I'm not tech savvy. And so I, when I started doing this, I was just like, oh my word, you know, I have to come up with figuring out what does this word even mean? How am I supposed to do that? So I spent hours like researching everything. Um, I'm not working at the moment, so I have all day to do all this. And so I would research and research and research. And um, yeah, it took a lot of time to put everything together. And, um, and I think as far as like, <clears throat> you know, editing pictures and different things go, that was another thing I had to figure out how to do a lot of that stuff and I had to get a better camera and figure out how to use that. I still haven't fully figured out how to use that. Um, but it's just kind of a work in progress. And I think, um, yeah, I've kind of decided that when it comes to my food or different things I'm taking pictures of, um, I just try to, you know, enhance the colors and not change things too much because I, I don't want to make it something that it's not, but, um, yeah, just make it look more vibrant, more alive. That's really, uh, you know, when I, when I looked at your pictures, I was like, I'm always like, oh my goodness, I want that right now. 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> when when that's you really uh, when I want to I want to ask you about your your Instagram and you know you have a decent following and whatnot yeah. you know what's some experiences where that you've had like where you've actually been able to impact somebody uh, where where somebody actually you know maybe reaches out or you know it happens from time to time and I want to ask you like what's your favorite part of what you're doing? Well, I have actually had several people write to me that I don't know and they say that um, there they have said that they were so inspired by my blog and the things that I've been posting and um, kind of my own journey with health. And so they've decided to take health into their own hands and, um, and try to improve their health. And so they have started exercising, eating more healthfully and all these different things. And they say that it has really changed their life. And one of them actually changed their whole family. Their whole fam family decided to go plant-based vegan. And she said that their whole family has started feeling a whole lot better. And she said, thank you so much. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> like it really is like touching, you know, when somebody tells you that, that you have made a difference in their lives and that they're all feeling better. Um, yeah, that's very rewarding. And I, I love that. Talk to us about consistency. I know that I looked at your thing and you have like, you post very, you know, consistently, you know, in December, <laughs> you had at least like two or three or four posts, uh, <laughs> the holiday season, but what, what are your yeah. thoughts on that? I think consistency is uh, key. <clears throat> at the moment, I'm not too consistent because we're working, like I said, we're working that's, on renovating house. <laughs> well, no, this is no, this is the real thing though because it comes up. I yeah. mean, even with mine, like I was doing it every yeah. day, and then I switched to taking a break on the weekends because stuff comes. You know, yeah. And so. Yeah. This is this is a good look into what it's like to be an online creator and influencer. Yeah. So it doesn't always yeah. the goal is there. It doesn't always happen. Yeah, no, that's totally true. You know, before we had this house project, you know, I had time to do this. So I would usually post two to three times a week. Um, now it's been a little while since I had posted something, but I'm trying to keep my Instagram up and I'm still online and I'm still connecting with people and doing things. So um, yeah, from now until probably later, the later end of the summer, it's going to be a little bit sparse as far as my blog goes. But um, yeah, I think consistency is key being present. Um, showing people that you're there and that you are, you know, active in what you're doing. You have an interest. And to me, that's uh, really key. I mean, even though I haven't been doing as many blog posts, I'm still growing on Instagram. So, um, yeah, so I think that's very important to just make yourself present and make yourself known there. And um, it seems to help quite a bit. Your, uh, your email list popped up. And uh, that's something that I've been thinking about doing. And so yeah. I want to ask you about that. Like, how did you think about doing that? And what content do you put on there that make you know like how do you get people to sign up uh and again this is yeah. useful for me because i'm thinking about i just want to pick yeah. people's brain but also for the listener yeah. you know, all these little aspects of what you're doing you know us learning about that will help us as well um what's your strategy yeah. for email list and do you have exclusive content or yeah well kind of like what i have figured out so far is that it's really important to have um subscribers because you know people want to feel a little special that they're they you know as they subscribe to you then they sort of feel like they get to know you just a little bit better and so um yeah and so i try to have newsletters i haven't had too many because again we're kind of busy at the moment <laughs> so i'm a little like i kind of have my newsletter thing a little bit on hold but I do have it to where I do have it set up to where every single time I make a blog post that, you know, a newsletter gets sent out uh, notifying people that I have posted something. 
Um, and also I do post a few or I do send out a few other different things um, that should be, you know, exclusively for them because they should feel that as they have subscribed to you that they, you know, they've given you something of theirs and say so they want to get something that's like special back from you. And so that kind of like helps to um, keep, you know, your subscribers and also keep them interested in what you're doing. Um, so I have found that to be a little bit helpful. How do you, you know, actually I want to go back to the, the consistency and then, you know, cause it's interesting because the questions that I asked, you know, yeah. some people expect a certain answer like, oh yeah, can you have to post every single day without, you know, whatever. And yeah. I've I actually <laughs> went through a phase myself uh, yeah. where I was, you know, I, I felt like I was uh, pressured by, I, I guess it was my own, you know, standard or whatever. Comment on the yeah. fact that like, this is your show. This is your, like, yes, it's important. Like you need to, you need to live and work for your audience, but at the same time, it's your show. And like, how do you balance that? Um, you know, there's one thing I did the same thing when I first started doing blogging and I thought quantity, 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 you gotta be like out there all the time. Um, but I have learned quality over quantity is very important. And if you're, if you've got a ton of stuff out there, but it's not that great, then, you know, you kind of start losing followers. People want quality, you know, these days. And if you end up posting less often, but have good quality, that seems to really help a lot. Um, and like you said, this is your own channel. This is your own thing you're doing and make it, you know, something that reflects you, reflects what it is that you're wanting. And when people kind of see like a genuineness of yourself, that's really attractive to people. And people like to see it. What is Joel up to today? Or what is he slept to today? Um, and that comes like, you know, from my heart or from your heart. And people find that very interesting to just kind of see, you know, like, what is it that we're interested in? What is our lives like? And um, yeah, I think that really, really helps. How do you balance, how do you balance modeling other people? Because in the beginning, you're learning, you, you know, you literally, yeah. I like to say, you know, don't just follow people for what they say, but how they say it, you know, you learn yes. technical stuff that people do and like how yeah. they post and stuff. How do you balance that yeah. with actually making it your own? Like you said, like do little things, you know, that makes it Tesla, yeah. makes it Joel. How do you balance yeah. that? Well, I think, um, yeah, it's kind of funny because if you look at my Instagram and you look like uh, old, older pictures, I've kind of like gone through several phases of like styles. <laughs> it's kind of funny. You know, it was quite amateur in the beginning and then it was like different kind of color schemes going throughout the whole thing. And I don't know, I've just kind of like worked on it until, like you say, I've looked at other different people, you know, people's posts and different things. And, you know, I look at someone, I'm like, oh, I love their color theme they got going on. Or, you know, I kind of try to just like pick a few elements out of different people and put together what it is that I like and then stick with that because, you know, you should have one thing that's key on Instagram is that you should have a style that's specifically yours so that when, you know, people are looking through Instagram through the, um, through the, that is where English goes blank. The through feed. like the list, yeah, the feed. Oh, what, is it, what do you call it in Norwegian? I don't even know, I'm like totally blank at the moment. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, through the feed. Um, yeah, they should, they should be able to see, you know, lots of different pictures and should pick out yours without actually having to click on it. They should see a consistency of like your pictures and your, your things. And if you do that, people really like that. And so they like to come to you, you know, your page to see, um, yeah, what you got going on. Cause they like your style, your colors, yeah, your theme and everything. So, yeah, I did the whole transition thing and I definitely did a lot of adapting, you know, <laughs> it switched from just videos to videos with banners and then videos with banners and text. And then now I have live yeah. subtitles. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> as we close up, as we close up, I want to ask you, uh, just Really, like really, really practical. What are some tools and resources you use as a blogger? So if somebody's listening um, that wants to blog, 
um, or yeah. somebody's doing something else like myself, a podcast or a YouTuber or whatever, but they want to incorporate written text uh, yeah. into their stuff. Um, what are some tools, resources, like even apps or editing software or whatever? I don't know what bloggers do. I don't blog. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I haven't actually done a whole lot of research um, into all of that lately because I've sort of got like a system for myself figured out. So there what is, is, a lot what of is your system? <laughs> My system uh, is, well, for instance, pictures, you know, like a lot of people use Lightroom um, in uh, what is it, Adobe or something is very expensive. Yeah, uh, to buy that. And so I'm like, I don't want to spend that much. It's like several hundred dollars, like just to get that thing. And so I had figured out you can go online at pixlr.com. It's P-I-X-L-R.com. And they have really great actually photo editing on there. It's not quite to the same level as Lightroom, but it's it's really good. Um so I use that. It's totally for free. And um let's see, I also do yeah if you're doing um blogging you also need to make sure that your pictures are not too big because depending on the package that you buy um you can fill up you know the the picture what do you call it like if you have too many pictures and stuff on your site it can slow it down and end up jamming it so you need to make sure that your pictures are not too large so i also go to um let's see there's two things i use canva canva is one thing that you can use to make different banners it's really great canva.com um, and the other one, time. you do? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you can also go to Optimizilla. Let me see if that's it. Yeah, Optimizilla.com, and you can upload pictures. So if you need to have photos compressed, um, that really helps without changing the quality too much of the pictures, and you can compress it down into a smaller picture. So I really like to use that. That's one thing that I use um, quite often, um, and that's pretty much what I do for now, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, there's great resources for people who are looking up different things, you know, to go onto YouTube. I've sat and listened for hours and days, you know, different blogging tips and stuff. So I would recommend people to do that and figure out, you know, what works for you. And as far as, um, as far as, uh, um, you know, you can write stuff, but you need to have an audience to be able to see that stuff. So social media is very important, I think, and figure out, you know, there's people who do Pinterest and uh, Instagram and Twitter and all kinds of different things. Um, but the ones that have worked best for me is uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And so far, Instagram is the top on those ones for me. So just pick one or two of those and figure out how to master that and then just go forward. Because if you do too many all at one time, it gets overwhelming and then you don't, you haven't mastered any of them. So that's kind of what I have figured out. Second to last question. Yeah. Is what is your, like you mentioned it a little bit already, but what's your workflow? Like, let's say you're going to start, like, I'm going to make blank. Like what yeah. do you, what's your like step-by-step, step, you know, what, like how do you organize your stuff from creating the food to then pictures and then writing about it and then uploading it and then social media yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, pretty much what I do first is I make food <laughs> and then I do my whole setup here, which I'm excited to get into our new house because our kitchen is like not very big here. So I have like one corner in the winter time where I, I do my pictures and then when it's, you know, spring and summer, I go outside. So it takes a while to do that. I take the pictures and then I put them online. I edit them and compress them and do all those different things. And then I go onto my blog and I start writing. Um, and so then after I have written and I've gotten everything done, I, I post that. And then after that, I, um, I share it on Google, uh, the Google search uh, engine thing, which is very important. And also sharing it on Pinterest and Facebook and Instagram. So I share it on all of the social media things and then kind of work those throughout the rest of the next few days. Um, and that works really well, I think. 
Last question is yeah. uh, you can't share what you don't know, right? That's right. And yes. so what is something, speaking of just influence in general, what is something yeah. that, like the most influential thing that someone has ever shared with you that has impacted your life and kind of given you a drive to keep on sharing? That is a very, very good question. <laughs> one thing that I think, <laughs> one thing that kind of gives me that drive, I guess you could say, is my mom actually. She has taught me to never give up on something that you have a passion for. And it doesn't, you know, there's one thing that I think is interesting that she has told me is that, um, um, you know, anything, you can attain pretty much anything that you want in life. You just have to be willing to work for it. So how much work are you willing to put in, into it? How, how many hours are you willing to figure something out, to, to advertise something, to write something, to do something? As long as you're willing to put the work into it, then you can really achieve just about whatever it is you're wanting to do. And I think that goes for anything with you know, business or with health or with um, anything that you're trying to do. And I think, I think that's great. I kind of keep that in my mind all the time. You know, When something starts getting hard, I'm like, just got to work harder. Just got to work a little harder and it will work out. So... Yeah, that's worked for me. Finally, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, they can get a hold of me several different ways. They can email me actually um, at tesla, that's T-H-E-C-L-A dot Westerbeck, W-E-S-T-E-R-B-E-C-K at hotmail.com. Or they can go to my blog at um, healthistrulywealth.com. There's a contact uh, thing on there which actually provides my email address or they can comment, um, or they can comment on some of my blog posts. Uh, you can also find me at, uh, on Instagram at uh, rossum.tesla. Uh, <laughs> it's rossum. And you can find me on uh, actually Facebook as well at Health is Truly Wealth. So I have several different places that you can find me. I love it. You're all over the place. Thanks for joining me. It's been awesome to reconnect. Yes, uh, it's been awesome. Thanks for having me. Wow, what an inspiring episode. I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking time to listen. You know, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, as well as visit empowergood.org to get all the latest updates on episodes coming up and other exciting things that happen. Finally, I want to say a big thanks to the Empower Good team, Karen, Ricky, Joel, Jasmani, and Brian. You guys are awesome. We'll see you in the next episode and remember to empower good.